I want now to move to that portion of our service where we reflect on God's word for our lives. And over the past few weeks, if you've been following with us, we've been talking about the story of God's people and how God works in the lives of his people Israel, the Old Testament people. Today, we take a little pause from that and talk about how God in the Old Testament, New Testament, all time, works not just for his people as a whole group, but how he works in the lives of each and every individual. And we're going to reflect on the words of King David, who we learned about months ago. But King David was a king who was after God's own heart. And we'll learn today what he has to say in a song to God. So let's watch our video and see what he has to say. King David wrote a psalm, or song, to the Lord. He praised God who knows every person completely and is always with us. David wrote, Lord, you know me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You know everything I think about. You know when I travel and when I rest. You know everything about me. Before I say a word, you know it. You are all around me. I feel you with me. Where can I go to escape from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Everywhere I go, you are there with me. I cannot run from you or hide from you. You created me. You formed me in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkable and wondrously made. Everything you make and do is wonderful. You knew me and saw me before I was even born. You knew what my life would be like. You planned out all my days. David ended his psalm with this prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know what makes me worry. See if I am doing wrong and lead me on the right path forever. Every person matters. God created us and cares for us. He sent his son Jesus to save us from our sins. As we love and follow God, he calls us to love others and show respect to everyone. See, God starts, or David starts his song to God by talking about how God knows him. You have searched me and you know me. And God knows each and every one of you. He knows all the times that you sit down and stand up. He knows the soccer practices you go to. He knows when you get home. He, he knows when you go to school. He knows everything about you. For some of us, that can be kind of scary. It's kind of scary to think about how God knows everything about me because, well, if he knows everything, that means he knows the secrets that I keep. That means he knows all of those times when, when my words weren't really helpful. He knows all of those times when I was a little more harsh in my tone than I meant to be. He knows all of those times where my friend wanted to share a toy and I ripped it out of their heads and said, and said Mine! He knows all of my selfishness, every selfish thought in my head, every selfish want in my heart. God knows it all. He knows my entire unholy mess of my life. And and 
When we think about how God knows us, sometimes the voices in our heads or even the voices of people around us will remind us of how you don't have what it takes to be a follower of Jesus. Uh, That God couldn't really want anything to do with you if he is so holy. And when we think about those voices, when we listen to those voices, well, maybe we'll be like what David said and want to hide ourselves away so that, so that God won't know this part of me. I'll just hide this part away. Maybe I'll go pretend, pretend play dead for a minute and God won't see me. But what David tells us is that God knows where you are. There's nowhere that you can go that God hasn't already been. God is everywhere. We can't run from him. So what do we do? When God knows us so completely, well, one thing that we do every single Sunday as we gather here in the presence of the Holy God is we come into his presence and confess the unholy mess that is our lives. And as we speak those words of confession, and God knows every sin that we've ever committed, as we speak those words, the beautiful thing is that those words don't define us anymore. When God looks at us, that's not the identity he sees. You see, you are not who you say you are. You're not who you think you are. You are who God says you are. That means Adeline and Landon are baptized children of God. That means every one of you who confesses your unholy mess every Sunday morning, you aren't the unholy mess. You are the forgiven child of God because of the fact that Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you so that now when God looks at you, he doesn't look at you as sinners who are an unholy mess, but he looks at all of those sins as forgiven in his son Jesus. So that when God sees you, he doesn't see the unholy mess. He sees what he created you to be. He sees the unique miracle that you are. I'm going to share a couple words this morning from David's psalm. David says to God, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I was thinking this week about what does it actually mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made. And I couldn't really get my head around a way to explain it, except for for this one experience. So on the screen, kids, this looks something like an alien, somewhere between an alien and a blob, kind of. Uh, But in reality, every single one of us in this room looked something like that at the beginning of our lives. And parents, a lot of you probably remember this experience. The first time... You went into an ultrasound and got to hear the heartbeat of your child. Or you got to see that little heart just pulsing away. And in those moments, there are really no words that seem appropriate, right? You, you go into the room kind of holding your breath, and when you finally see the heartbeat, you kind of just sit there 
with your jaw open. Sometimes you might say, that's amazing. And you just sit in that quiet moment. I think that's what it means to be fearfully and wonderfully made. That when you sit in that moment, seeing God weaving your children together, there's something just so infinitely awesome about that, and yet so fragile at the same time. The experience of being in the presence of something that is fearfully and wonderfully made is an amazing experience. But what's even more amazing is to reflect on the fact that that's each and every one of our stories. That you are God's miracle. Something our superintendent is often fond of saying at the school, Rod Jackson says, every child is an irrepeatable miracle of God. And that's really what David is reflecting on this morning, is that you are actually God's miracle. And we look at our lives and and maybe we hear those voices that say, I'm not God's miracle, I'm an unholy mess. But every time that those voices come up in our own heads or every time somebody else accuses us and we hear the voices that tell us we are an unholy mess, we take those voices to the cross. Show them the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus and we rest in the fact that when God sees us, He says, you are my miracle. You, no matter how your life has been lived, no matter what you have said about yourself, you are God's miracle. For a specific purpose in a specific place, you are God's miracle. 